Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. And welcome to the Big Easy, New Orleans, Louisiana. My name is Peter Rosenberg. Sitting next to me inside WrestleMania Access is a man who is today, I don't even think that physically congested, but he's physically large, strong, and he's your stat guy, Greg. Not not physically congested yet, but definitely excited to be here, man. Like, uh, I got to look around a little bit, um, got to stick my head inside this this mage NXT ring where they actually are doing matches. So, I don't know. Technically, oh, this is the ring from last night, wasn't it? This is. Oh, the we, ring. Have, we have a story to tell you about this ring from last night. It's oh, a- and also joining us right this very moment, we, you, you hear from him once a year, at once to twice a year, the Majent, my Hollywood agent, who's here to make sure that I'm treated correctly, that I'm treated with respect, that the money I get is big, that my new complex show gets off the ground, it is incredible, and to uh, maybe keep his eye open for new up-and-coming talent to see if they're worthy of joining his stable. V. Brian Dipperstein. Mage. Do it again. Do it again. Mage. All right, there you go. I got you right now. Um, Dipperstein, how would you describe my appearance in this ring at, at Access last night? It was uh, it was the ultimate deletion. It was the I was deleted one hundred percent. I was deleted um, last night at Access. There was a, an event that Renee and I were supposed to do together, where we came out. We interviewed. Um, I believe originally was supposed to be Shinsuke Nakamura. It ended up being myself interviewing Nia Jax. And what I didn't realize was that I was doing it in a ring. I thought it was like a panel somewhere. I did not know. And then I realized when we get here that the way things are running last year but i didn't go to access last year and this year's it's like a constant wrestling show there's matches going on it's a this where where we're sitting right now next to the ring in front of these bleachers there is a constant just wrestling show happening all weekend long it's a constant flow of marks they're just bringing that in they're just you know for example dave lagreca who i see King Bukha is walking by. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin just walked by, by the confirmed, way. That, that's the weirdest one. We need Culkin. Yeah. I demand Culkin. Dip, can you? He's home alone 100%. Dip, <laughs> Dip, I'm being serious. Do you think you can use your Hollywood agenting to have a conversation with him and get him on the podcast? Uh, At some point? Yeah, I think that's achievable. He, The man loves wrestling. He's, it's confirmed. Uh, confirmed. I, I didn't really, you know, to be honest, I didn't even know that. I, I was unaware. Yeah. yeah. I just became aware of this recently, probably in the last couple of weeks. It's, oh, no, no. I saw him backstage at SummerSlam. Saw McCully a hundred the Kulk of the Cinch. Ooh, I like oh, the Kulk. Oh, yeah. He's the Kulk. Big now Kulk. We're big, calling him the Kulk. Big Kulk. Are we calling him the Kulk to his face? Uh, sure, sure. All Kulkster. Right. Kulk Hogan. Kulk Hogan. <laughs> there he is. Um. So, anyways, uh, I, w- I came out yesterday. They introduced me. I did like a full thing where I had to come out, um, and like walk to the ring and be introduced. The booze were palpable. My heart was pounding 100%. You were nervous. Dip was watching on the monitor in the back, and I I come out getting booed 100%. And the way I decided to handle the booing, and by the way, it was fun booing, right? Like When I would walk up to people as they were booing, I'd get the, do you see me? Did they show my walk down the ramp on the monitor in the back? Oh, I could only get it right before you walked into the ring. Oh, so you didn't say, so before that, when I'm walking down the ramp and people are booing, I'm pointing at people, I'm going over to them and being, what's your problem? Why do you have a problem with me? And no answer. Oh, people would just start laughing. You went like, for it 100%. Oh, I, I went for it. I was going right in their face. I was going, what, 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 what's wrong with you? Well, you should be so lucky that I'm here. Get into the ring. 
First thing I said I have was a question about you getting into the ring. How did I get in? How did you get in? I do. Um, it was I, beautiful. Yeah, I know. I've, I, I, I've learned my ring entrance. It was gorgeous. You, I, I lean over on the middle rope and just flip my leg over it. Okay, it's okay. I know exactly how to not play myself getting in that ring. <laughs> yeah. but the ring. No, hold was masterful. Oh, you thought so? It was. I just stepped, I on, stepped on the bottom rope, lifted I, the middle. <sighs> for for Naya on the way out, of course, of course. I'm a gentleman. Yeah, class act. Mage. Yeah, I'm a class act, 100. percent So yeah, the, I got in the ring. That the booing continued, and then I went. You people have a lot of nerve booing me. I'm just like you. I'm just like all of you. And the booing stopped for a second, and I said, "Except I'm better looking, and I've got more <laughs> money." And then I said, just kidding, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I brought out Nia Jax, and we did a thing. And you know, then it was just normal. They weren't booing me. It was, we did the segment. And then at the end, when it was clear we were wrapping up, I said, all right, ladies and gentlemen, now make some noise. And they start clapping. And I go, for me, I did a tremendous job up here today. And they started <laughs> raining down booze again. It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I really, hope that, that, I really hope that they use that footage. Uh, I, it would be wonderful if it could be used somewhere. The footage, I mean, it's it was up. being recorded. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on, it should be on their Facebook page. It was being Facebook lived. We, 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 you should be able to go enjoy this at your leisure if you go to the WWE Facebook page. Big shout out, by the way, to a man who will join us later for his WrestleMania predictions. Right now, he's manning the camera and a bagel. Timothy Fiorvanti from ESPN. Oh, Fiorvanti. By the way, to- big time F- FBI Italian gimmick that we're running with for via Fiorvanti. Um, oh yeah, like his music would be like, uh, Godfather music. Sam, let's get a quick hello. This is sort of our quick just, Nothing's going on yet. Saying hello to people. Everything's going on. Oh, everything's starting happening. now. Starting now. Sam, say hello real quick. I got this. Of course you do. Is that what you're using today? The yeah. Zoom recorder. That's actually, uh, yeah, that's the last professional broadcasting machine. <laughs> no, well now there's a last professional studio. How is the studio? Doing? Oh, the home studio. The home it's stu- amazing. I wish I could bring the not Sam. St- I wish they would just do Radio Row in my basement. By the way, it would be just as convenient. It would be just as convenient. <laughs> it would, right? Did you like? What if it was like you can fly to New Orleans? You don't have to fly until no, no, no. next year. Next year when WrestleMania's oh in New York, just drive to Westchester. Be, uh, everyone, Better than driving to Jersey. Yes, everyone go to Westchester next sure year. Is. <laughs> Sam, I saw your um, I saw on um, uh, the internet yesterday. You posted your projected um, run of show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This week on the podcast, I went down like and put the whole show in match list order. And then explained why every match it was a total. But I posted the thing and I said, "This is my match list order, and it's on the podcast and blah blah blah." And I swear, like, there's all these Instagram comments. So, like, thanks for the spoilers. You're going to get in trouble for this. Oh, oh yeah, Sam knew. Sam knows yeah. the run of show. We both do. They it, they call us in they, and we post it and we post it. <laughs> right. Um, You're welcome. Now <laughs> yeah. enjoy the show. Yeah. All right, uh, I have to go jump back on Hot 97. Will you uh, come bother us later when we have more Absolutely. downtime? And so far, there's not one guest around. So. And I'll send Hot Dog over too. Oh yeah, please. We need an interview with Hot Dog. <laughs> yeah. We have still not received a guest yet on Radio Row, which is an interesting look for Radio Row when you wake up at the crack of dawn to come talk to wrestlers. And there's, we hear them. I hear the new day right now, but we did talk to Sam Roberts, which is which was nice. And uh, we will talk to Timothy Fiorandi shortly. And Brian Dipperstein was just waxing poetic on the year that Alistair Black has had. You are a man fan for Alistair Black. I, I'm obsessed with Alistair Black. Wow. Yeah. Dangerous word to use for a man who's in the room. <laughs> I, it's true. It's an aggressive term. Honestly, I, I, I know the mic. I think he's my number one right now. I think Alistair Black is my number one. You're you're in a tough spot though right now because um, Alistair Black is facing Cien, who uh, Royal Rumble weekend. I remember you and Andrade Cien. Like he was, I wouldn't say number one, but, but he was close. up there for he's you. Up, he's up there for me too. I'm, I said this. So um, you made your I, choice now. I've said this before. This is the best NXT roster there has ever been. 
This is the this is like the that's golden more, age right that's, now. That's more of a hot oh, take than you is, realize. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. Is, are you really sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You're sure. I am a hundred percent. Because remember, though, we had um, KO, Finn Balor, uh, Hideo Itami, Sami Zayn, Neville all on the same NXT roster at one point. Um, I'm more excited. Samoa about, Joe joined that roster. I'm more excited about Gar- the Garganos and the and the Alistairs Samoa and the Adam jo- Coles. Samoa Joe and KO were there at the same time too, right? Yeah. Samoa Joe, KO, Sammy, Sasha, um, Charlotte, Bailey, uh, Bailey. Um, th- there were some there were some heavy stacked. hitters in the golden age of NXT. Though. That, that first takeover in Brooklyn. This is a new golden age. Okay. New era, if you will. New era. A new, new era. I'll take if that. You will. I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I, it's, I'll tell you this. You saying it, I have no problem. You do whatever you like, but you've, I've heard you say this many times that it's the best. And I'm just saying it's more of a scorching take than you realize. I mean, they have had, they, the whole roster right now, almost half the main roster that's hot is NXT. Well, and we're a, almost all NXT well, at the same about, time. How about this? At WrestleMania, almost every match features NXT talent, all except right. for, um, uh, you know. Except for the the Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie Matt. Oh, yeah, because you're right. The Bobby Roode, the, the Triple Threat has. Nakamura was in NXT. And Nakamura was. The IC title has. Roman Reigns was in NXT. Right. So every every match almost features NXT talent. It, it, this, this group feels like a bunch of big attractions to me. It just does. Like, you know, Velveteen, you know, all these. Even Lars Sullivan. Like, they're exciting people to watch. It's an exciting group. Yeah, it'll, true. it'll be it'll be fun to see how and when people come up and and things shift. And uh the time passes for you guys are listening later this afternoon, Friday afternoon, you're listening Saturday afternoon. Maybe you're at the gym right now. Maybe you're getting your day started and you're planning to come meet us at Walk-Ons, which is at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon, Walk-Ons. Um in New Orleans, not far from the Smoothie King Center. And I want you to come. This is a very big day for us. A, ESPN is actually done something related to our podcast this does not happen every day they found the venue for us and printed a hundred t-shirts for us to give away to so, you a hundred t-shirts so for the people i'm probably going to hear about that as espn's involvement for at least the next 365 days so i need you to come participate and enjoy this because we're getting support uh, it's going to be a really good time um the amount of rsvps i have in my Rosenberg Beats email address. It's, yeah, I've been getting some uh, on Twitter. Oh, no, it's just the people who emailed, and, who, and obviously we don't actually need RSVPs. It's a public place. But just the people who have RSVP'd, I'd say you better get there early for the 100 shirts. Yeah, let's be honest. The RSVPs were for our egos. Like, oh, we're going to actually have people show no, up. No, no, exactly. We won't be alone. That was It was ego protection. It, it was, it, I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, it didn't hold anybody's place anyway. Don't. You know, you can't say, "Oh, I RSVP'd with Greg. He told me I was good." It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a good yeah, point. You, I, I, yeah, it's a good you, point. Your RSVP was to let us get a gauge of how many people are going to be there, and yes. based on the RSVPs, I feel very confident in saying. But that, that doesn't mean, and we appreciate that. But it doesn't mean that when you get to the door and can't get in, that your email will get you in. Is what you're no, saying? Yeah, it won't. But also, um, you definitely want to be one of the first 100 people because those shirts are going to go. We got to go pick up those shirts at the hotel. By the way, they're already there. I forgot. There's chatter. All right. Shirt chatter. So, plug nor- walk talk. Normally, by this time, that's cloth talk. That's literally cloth talk. We're, we're literally <laughs> talking about cloth. We are talking about cloth 100%. Now, normally, by this point, we're two, three guests to the wind, and right now it's 640 and not a guest in sight. So, I feel like we should kind of actually start talking about WrestleMania, perhaps. Ooh. What are your thoughts? Is it this weekend? It's this weekend. Oh, my God. It's a good thing I'm in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> we're moments away. Um, I'll start with a simple question. Uh, 
to, for you guys. And, um, and that would be what match on the main card are you most looking forward to? What is your WrestleMania 34 main event for you? You know what you guys are thinking? Pass that mic over to Timothy Fioranti. Timothy, what match are you most looking forward to? And welcome, by the way. Absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, I have to say it's got to be Nakamura AJ Styles for me. I mean, as a wrestling fan, as somebody who has been following wrestling for a long time, probably way too intense about it. I mean, that's how I got the job that I have. That's right. Uh, but, I mean, even if Hashtag you're... with a life adjacent. <laughs> even if you're talking about only what you've seen in WWE, you know that these two guys have charisma coming out of their pores. You know these two guys bring it in big matches. And you know these two guys are technical wizards. So it, it really brings everything to the table, even if you're only uh, aware of what happened to them in the WWE. I agree with you. I, I, I think... And we talked about that because... Part of the problem, if there was one with their build, was kind of the match everyone's always wanted to see. They didn't exactly explain why. They didn't ever take us around the world, show footage in Japan. They didn't give us all of it. I'm, I'm taking the words out of your mouth 100%. 100%. Literally, that's a, a genius statement. That's exactly what they should have done. You know, they really should have built this up. It's a huge missed opportunity to maybe have like a Savage Steamboat type of scenario not that Ooh. that build was so great i'm just saying although it was great that build was so great i mean think about it they they it ran with the, they ran with the uh they they ran with the crush larynx thing and george the animal steel they had true. multiple things so You're right in this case it was just more like oh these guys have to have a match but why and i, I appreciate tim's answer because i think a lot of smart marks at this point are scared to be like oh that's the match because it's almost so obvious. But, I mean, it's obvious for a reason. These are two of the best that have ever done it, and we get to have them on the biggest stage. But that said, no, the story was not great. I mean, let's be honest. It's Undertaker Cena. That's the main event. Is, <laughs> that is, better happen. Um, it, that's all I'm saying. Oh, look what just came in here. What does that say? Hi. Hi. Oh. <laughs> went away? face ID. Okay, what about now? You should only be so fortunate to have this face. Hi, Peter. Appreciate all of your work. All the work you do in SCG, and congrats on Open Late. I would like to RSVP for me and my girlfriend. For <laughs> At what time is this? At 6.42 6 a.m. That's Sasha Gardner. All right, Sasha. Do you, now, do you think, is Sasha and girlfriend, is that two girls or a well, guy and girl? That, that looks like it might be Sasha, like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like No, you're right. Guy. S-A-S-C-H-A. Yeah. All right. Well, is, that, was it, is it Sasha Banks? Oh, I wish. She's <laughs> RSVPing and, <laughs> and, and using her, uh, her, her work name. Amazing. Um, okay, sorry, I got completely distracted by that. Um, I'm literally searching oh, for Alistair said, Black here. I'm, I know, I'm, I'm I know. Scanning I'm for you're on the brow. You're on the brow. Huge fan of this. What guy. is that? Ten o'clock? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe Undertaker Cena. So you know, there's still a major contingency of people that are not that don't think it happens or think that like some variation of a match happens, um, but it's not a match. I actually had a thought the other day that if it doesn't happen. I do think there's one cool angle you could have. I do think if it doesn't happen, and the reason it didn't happen is because Taker's not there yet, and they want it to be next year, I, I wouldn't hate that. If they were like, he has one last match, there's only one to have. If they said he has one on his body left... That, to me, that would, I, would, I could handle that. Do we, do we risk that, though? Do we risk that, right? Like... Do we risk a year where anything can happen? Like, well, what if they were planning on doing it and then it turned out he wasn't physically good? So, like, we can't do it now. They started. 
But then, God forbid, something happens to him or something happens to Cena. You got to strike while the iron's hot. But I, I do like how they've been advertising it over the weekend as, will The Undertaker accept Cena's challenge as if he has before? Like, being at WrestleMania is going to make it any different. I think it will, but I like the way they, they tease that out. I have a very strong opinion of this. Have you hated everything that's been happening? Or um, of course, I've hated it. But I'm just saying. Of course. Uh, of course. But if The Undertaker doesn't show up, it's the worst send-off of a gigantic legacy career that I've ever seen. Well, he's been sent off it, already. He folded up the hat and the gloves. They've been mentioning him for weeks and weeks as a major attraction at WrestleMania and teasing a story with John Cena, and then he doesn't show. How That would be insane. It, it, would, would, it, would, be it would be absolutely insane. I, I, no, no, it would be shocking beyond belief. Shocking beyond belief. More shocking than the, the end of the streak. It, it would be. You get, get these Undertaker guy. Because he'd, he'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be crazy. The idea, I mean, listen, none of us, as I've pointed out many times, are wrestling promoters. I do not know anything. No, no, we're promoters of Jays. However, I know one thing. You spend three weeks talking about someone and they don't show up to the event. It, that does not make sense. Yeah. There'll be articles written about that he didn't show. Like, this, it'll be it. But it'll be press, though, right? Well, how would they feel about that, like... All press is good press. The kind last of thing, thing that, that, that we see about The Undertaker is just his name like in a in a in a promo package. I mean it's ridiculous. Do it, do people ask for their money back because the Undertaker didn't show it'll up? It'll be an uh, it'll be uproarious. I'll tell you what, he's not on the program. Timothy Fiorvanti is going to look around. Tim, do you want to since I since I think you can be viewed as ESPN brass, do you want to go ask the powers that be like just what the hell is going on here? I think you should. <laughs> did you see his face? Yeah. He, he did. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. He just like, got his shoulders ready. Like he's going in. He's entering the ring. Um, you think we'll get Undertaker, Alistair Black uh, this year at WrestleMania? Oh, that'd be major. What are your thoughts? It's as likely as uh, Cena Undertaker right now. So, so here's the thing. I, I do you guys believe that this like it's not a match? They just have like a run in. No, they have mean? to have a what match. They mean? have to have some Cena one choke slam. Yeah, like a choke slam. A tombstone. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going on record of how I feel about. If that happens, yes, you'd be sick. I'd be sick to my stomach. You want, you want the. I'm bringing a bucket with me. You want the gong. You want the gong. You want the whole. Uh, the gong. I want druids. I want the whole. I think you're gonna thing. get the gong. I don't think you're gonna get druids. You're gonna oh, get the no. motorcycle. Druid? Okay. You're gonna get a motorcycle druid? and an American flag. Oh, oh no, stop no, with no. That theory. Let me tell you, that, that's a conspiracy theory. Like, you oh, know, you, this is a consp- that, that's a legitimate conspiracy theory. Okay? Right. This is this is people running around saying that Hillary pushed Bernie out of the election. Hundred percent. That's more likely, though. You think? <laughs> Hillary Hillary doing in Bernie is more likely than the American. <laughs> Showing up, uh, a thousand. Yo, Kid percent. Rock is there. It's the, Everyone says it's that. the perfect recipe for it. Um, what are we gonna do if we see Kid Rock today? Am I am I gonna push him? What? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot you love Kid Rock. You love you nuts. I forgot this moment that this guy loves Kid Rock. You don't, don't even go near Kid Rock. Okay? Uh, yeah. Let him be. <laughs> <laughs> it was in one of the most shocking moments in the history of Jew World Order. Oh, I remember the text. Right? Oh. We're all sitting there, or, you know, and no one had said anything nice about Kid Rock particularly. Um, not because of anything except his recent becoming a lunatic over the last two years. And Dipperstein just admits, honestly. Well, first of all, you have to remember. Dipperstein, don't let him being Jewish and the beautiful suit fool you. From His background is Philadelphia white trash, 100%. That's who he is. And not, <laughs> the Philadelphia the burbs, just pug. And it came out in that moment when he goes, I, I got to tell you guys, I love Kid Rock. <laughs> we were so shocked. Oh, that album, I didn't that, know what to that, say. That, that, oh, that first album was like, 
my anthem. Really? So that was a big yeah. thing. That was big in your with the, among Huge. among the group. A uh, thousand percent. Now the was, NCO. The that, yeah, that's right. The new camp order. The new camp order. Now, yeah. admittedly, that was were you guys <laughs> actually called that? A hundred percent. You were actually called that. My my bowling team was called the NBO, the new bowling order. Oh okay. yeah. So you weren't <laughs> no, this just was a real thing. this was all your idea. This is a real thing. Yeah. So you weren't just referencing our our current chat, Jew World Order. You were actually refer, re, uh, referencing the new camp order. Uh, uh, confirmed, hundred okay. percent. So yeah, no, but Kid Rocket, you know, he's become. I'm, I'm a, he's gone off the psychotic. reservation. He's, this psychotic. is the only time I'm separating uh, talent from uh, from politics. In my I life. got it. You're doing it for Kid Rock. I'm doing Everybody it for Kid gets Rock. one pass, and right. you're wasting it on Kid Rock. Uh, uh, I'm going to hold on to it for a little while. I got to tell you, there's going to be other people who you love who make you sick. So I, 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 I hear where Greg's coming from. You sure you, <laughs> you want to use out. this on Kid you Rock? Out I'm way too early. <laughs> I'm using it. All right, all right. Well, so uh, yeah, he's sponge worthy. You think Spongeworthy? Oh, confirm. All right. Wow. A Seinfeld reference too. See. So here's the question: As we still don't have a guest at six forty-nine. Okay. Now we're going on record-breaking. Record this breaking. is calm down, people. Calm is, down. Does Sam They're have anyone? In the distance. Does Sam have anyone? Uh, yes, he does. He has Adam Cole. Sam has Adam Cole. So wow. Sam has they, someone. So they sent him clockwise. Does that? But, but you know, Macaulay this means, does not. This Who means. Doesn't? But this means but Macaulay Hogan. This means that the Colkster is going to get Adam Cole before us, though. Is that what this is? Wait, Colkster is doing a podcast. He's like recording a podcast. Oh, the, the Colkinator is right there, 100%. Go get him. Let's go get him right now. Yeah, he's just chilling out. Do what you do. Go right, get I'll Macaulay get him, Culkin. So we're not doing anything. Come do this podcast for ESPN. All right. All Let's right. see if he does it. Let's see. We're at, least in, at least until he gets a guest. Yeah. yeah what do, you, do you think I'm going to be able to do it? Yes. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I do. I think 100% will come on. You have to put me over with him. We'll see what you do. Of course. Dipperstein's going to agent right now. He's got his Adidas on, his Monday Night Rosenberg shirt. He's making a move. I love making him agent. It's the best. This is what he's here for. So, SGG, what is your match that you're most looking forward to as we wait to see if we get Macaulay Culkin? You know, uh, my my answer was similar to Tim's, or it was exactly Tim's answer up until Daniel Bryan announced that he was out of retirement. And now, for me, I think that is the match. Um, I was here for WrestleMania 30. I remember his uh, match with Triple H and then going on to win the championship. And I just remember that feeling of everybody being in New Orleans, um, being behind Daniel Bryan. And being so excited for him to win the championship and um, to see him again back at the scene of the crime returning. Oh, yeah. It's going to be here of all places. Uh, Brian Dipperson is back. Sands Macaulay Culkin. He's coming later. They are such marks that they do not want to interrupt anything that could interfere with their Adam Cole interview. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're waiting. I can tell they're nervous because he's so mage. And uh, it's he. they're going to come during a downtime. Okay, who's they? Do we know who the rest of the crew is? No, but I met them, and I, now I forget their names immediately. <laughs> because I'm scanning for Alistair Black and Adam Cole. And oh, my God. Like and look, Timothy Fiorvanti is just standing, waiting, for his next lurking. Victim. Now, I have a question. Outside the curtains, are those American radio stations? They are, right? Yeah, there's CBS radio. The Brian Campbell is actually right here outside that curtain. Doing an um, interview, I'm guessing? I believe he is doing an interview. So the Fury, Fury Odante is uh, pacing here, uh, waiting for someone to uh, so they, so come they, on the bus. So they gave us the spot <laughs> as if it's like, oh, check this out. You guys have a great location. It's mage. The, no, we have no, we have not a soul. And I got to tell you. I, uh, Aren't you having fun talking? To I know. You? I got to tell you, I w- we could have just uh, 10 a.m. today, gotten some coffee, sat down in our hotel room, and done this show. <laughs> and I would. And by the way, I would have been fine with it. And I got to tell you, I know our listeners love the interviews. I think they mostly just get excited to hear the WrestleMania long show. Yeah, I think the do. interviews are bonus. Is, we give them three, a good two, three hours of WrestleMania exactly predictions and talk. Are there? Are there is there another water over there? Yes. You, you know, I'm dying this weekend, so I'm doing my best to fight, fight through. And by the way, all of our uh, to my to the peanut gallery. To everyone in the peanut gallery, I'd like to say, tune in. Not only could you watch on the network, thank you, Greg, or YouTube, 
But I'm on hour two of the panel, which will be on USA. USA Network. Yeah, I was. So, Mage. If you want to watch on TV, the peanut gallery is welcome. Now, guys, yesterday on the K show, we randomly got a phone call of a guy. I just, we just pick up and a guy starts screaming. Right now, it's time for people to respect. This guy was incredible. It's time for people to respect the Rosenberg Revolution. They hate him because he has a new show called Open Lake. I'll come in a complex. Promoting me. I have no idea who it is. He, I still don't know. I am a proud member of the Peanut Gallery. And I summons. I'm not kidding. I summons the Peanut Gallery from sea to shining sea to stand up together <laughs> in unison. It was inc- I got to get the audio. I will try to get the audio. Incredible. It is incredible. It was a call for the ages. And also, he's right. We, we People do need to respect the Rosenberg Revolution. Um, I was telling Crystal she saw you open late. Uh, she wanted me to send her congratulations, Thank by you, the Crystal. way. Thank you, Crystal. Um, Thursday is like you. You're Mr. Thursday, not even Thursday night, Mr. Thursday. They're legitimately people who are going to wake up with you for Hot 97. That's right. Spend their afternoon with you doing sports um, talk on ESPN, and then they're going to go to bed with you with excuse complex. Excuse me, what? respectfully. No, no, Greg. Do you, they're going to spend their entire wonder, Thursday with you. I wonder. You just described my life. You see, Tim, you see, Tim, you see. That's right. You see, Timothy is putting in work right yeah, now. Just you know, putting the pressure. Yeah, There's something the, going on. People you, believe me. He, he, I looked over. Uh, please, people are going to sleep with the fishes. One hundred percent. I apologize for these really unfortunate mafia-related Italian jokes when it comes to Timothy Fiorvanti. He's back. He's got his uh, glass of water. I think he's drinking hard liquor, ladies and gentlemen. That is a tequila drink of some short sort. It's now 6.53 a.m. Um, we, Tim, we have a question for you real quick. Are, have you been able to gather any information about what's what's going on here? Yeah, I think it was just a matter of miscommunication. Uh, I think they thought you were still on the air with with Ebro, and then uh, I, I sure I'll go with that. That's fun. That's that's what they, that's what they told me, and they said they'll get the rotation moving our direction as soon as possible. So, hey, real quick, if I was still on the air with Ebro, that they wouldn't want to have a guest on Hot ninety seven. They'd rather just keep it on our podcast. No, they thought that you were focusing on. Oh, your, because I was like, on the radio show, hold, just hold off. Because I said hold on when I walked in. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Got it. Sure. Difference. You're incredulous on this. No, very incredulous. What a bunch of stories this was. I mean, uh, this is all right. I'll play along. That was the explanation that I got. That's all I can say. Okay. So they thought ESPN, we have a table here set up. We just wanted to come and sit and play with I will say, if that's their excuse, that is a good one to come up with on oh, the fly. On though. the fly? That's on the fly? It's crazy. And it's the, incredible. It, really quick, they also thought that Dipperstein was a guest on Hot 97 this morning. That's what they thought was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a big Dipperstein interview for Ebro in the morning. It's well, an expose. It's a tell-all. Dipperstein's Hollywood. At, at what point did they think that I would be done doing that? At 10 a.m.? I guess so. It's very, I'm very confused. And then you get 45 minutes of interviews. You just rush everybody through. Right. And that, that's it. Five minutes with all talent and then. Anyway, so we've done, we've talked about many things now. Um, dip, I have, one quick, qu- I have one quick question. What's that? Uh, Fioravante, do you think, uh, SGG is talking to the feds? I've had my eye on them. I'm not really 100% sure. Um, not, no offense, Greg, but you know, they can squeeze you pretty hard and, uh, mm. you always have to have, uh, one eye on everything. You gotta, uh, be, wait, are you suggesting? Dipperson, are you suggesting that if he finds out that SGG is talking to the feds, that Fiervanti would do something? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that at all. I don't even. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it myself. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. Experience. All right. All right. All right. I'm glad to know we now have theme music. Do you think the Godfather theme song is like public domain? We allowed to use this whenever we want. All right. So uh, Dipperstein and Cena, Undertaker, Fiervanti and Greg are uh, Nakamura. No, no. I'm Daniel Bryan. I mean, you, you were you were Nakamura. Now you're Daniel Bryan. Um, Fiervanti is Nakamura AJ. I will go with for my match of the night. 
I'm going to go with. I know, and I can predict this no, already. No, I don't think you're going to get it right. Go ahead. Ronda Rousey. Incorrect. Oscar Charlotte. Incorrect. I'm going to have a guess. Hold on. Is, is it uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar? Incorrect. I am going for the match that is somehow, in in spite of, of all odds, told a story that even though I don't know what the story is, I'm still intrigued. And by the way, it has three guys who can go. The IC triple threat match. That, I think, will steal the show. That, I think, will be your Savage Steamboat moment, potentially, if there is one this weekend. That could be. That could be. Finn, that would be exciting. Seth, and The Miz. You have two incredible top-level guys in Finn and Seth. You have another guy who is just a top-level superstar and a really good wrestler. Um, who's the perfect foil for it. Then you have um, the Miz Taraj. I don't know how that... There's just a lot of elements that I think... You're right. And I think they're going to get time because it's a match with three big, three big important names on it. I think they'll get time. I wonder if they've decided to cut down time on the packages this year. Because we, I really hope it's all I really about the packages. So. We love it's the a pa- show of packages. It's a show of packages. It's the it's the showcase of the immortal packages. That's <laughs> that's what that's what WrestleMania is. Oh, what, Tim, do you have something you want to add to that? You sure? You held back. Whoa, was the line I was it was it immortal packages? I got it. So um, <laughs> it's a, it's a good point, out of you. Um, here's the thing: they got to cut it down from seven minutes. Can I get three and a half minutes? Yeah, but even that though. Eh. My thing is, every match does not need a video package. He's right. They have you have the network. You have every blue moon. Even at WrestleMania back in the day, they would just randomly be like, "Already in the ring, Cowboy Bob Orton," and he just waves yeah. and he's waiting there. We, okay, let's go. We're starting. Let's or, go. Let's go. Well, let's how go. hard is it to Think do what that. they what they used to do, which was just like, "Oh yeah, backstage, uh, getting ready to head to the ring." We have. Whoever, they cut a 30-second promo on right. whatever their problem is with the other guy. So even if you've just been casually watching, they catch you up right there in 30 seconds. You don't need a video package for every single match. I, I couldn't just don't. Anymore. i got to tell you, if you um, go back, and the, one of the best things to do on the network is to watch old build-ups and old packages like, oh, yeah. before the pay-per-views and like you see what, how the quality has changed. I mean, let's, let's, they're, they're, they could be sometimes annoying, but let's be, like, let's be real. They are incredible. No, no, they are. No, the they packages are. are it no, no, it's, it's, it's one of it's, like, it's, it's one something of the, with like NFL films. No, no, no but it, it's one of the best things WWE does is the packages they edit in Stanford. It's one of the best things they do. The so, Attitude Era packages are like classic. Well, you that's when they started. Them. That's kind of when they started yeah. going this direction. Because like, I would love how they would have a video package ready for right after the pay per view. Like, no, I'm sorry. We did a bad job communicating without stopping talking there. Greg did a great job. I was supposed to be whispering what to Pierbanti, and Greg just starts staring at me. Yeah, what, Stops what conversation is, what is happening? What I was is trying happening? to find out who's coming over to talk to us, and uh, apparently that person is Paul Heyman. So, uh, Spoiler we spend, alert. We'll, but we will spend the next 90 minutes talking to Paul. We'll, about Brock Lesnar? No. What do we, you know what? I really think I'd rather bring Paul into the conversation we're having right now. I don't need to interview Paul again. Like, do we? Do we need to have an interview with Paul again? Just ask him some questions. I think he just sits here and talks about WrestleMania with us. I, I want to just... We're all sold, right? We're all going to the show. Yeah, I'm going to the show. show. I'm, a, I'm aware of... It's on Sunday. I mean, unless unless <laughs> do I want to tell him... Hey, but do, unless I want to go as far as saying, you know, the whole WWE universe. Ever, let me speak for everyone. We are uh, all bored with this story and don't think it's very exciting. What are your thoughts? I would never say that to him. No, me neither. I'm not going to say it. I'm a wuss 100%. <laughs> I'll say it to you, the audience, and not to his face. Yes. Uh, that's what's happening. But I have not. That uh, that is one of. It's not the only storyline. There's been a handful that week after week, and I got into an. Art. Jackson, um, Alexa Bliss too. I would say they, it's like they've had time, 
But I just don't like what they did with the time. I didn't get enough out of the time. There was um there was a story today on the sheets this morning. I looked before we came, and uh, that Ronda Rousey has like explicitly now said she would like Heyman to be her mouthpiece. Yeah, uh, she 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 better. She needs a mouthpiece, honestly. Of course, she it's it's not working for her. Uh, it's just, it's just not. I don't know what where the disconnect is. I don't know if she's um, too micromanaged or if like her. Well, SGG, just, I think you should say this to Paul Heyman. That I, that she. No, but you just said she, that you think he she needs him. She does. She absolutely does. And I, I mean, you would oh, hate yeah. for him to become Alistair Boner. Eleven o'clock. You would hate for him to become the and Alistair Boner. Is happening one hundred percent. He's he's visibly excited. I can't contain myself. Uh, what if we were out there sitting with everyone else? God knows how many interviews we would have had by now. <laughs> but we're in the most mage spot you could possibly be in. Oh no! It's Look, a- I'm, po- I'm pointing. Look at this. I'm pointing. I'm basically, I'm pointing. But can, we're, I'm we're pointing. in the most mage spot with, the point. with no one else, though. Like I know. It's. I, I will tell you. I'm, I'm thinking right now. This will. The name that we could have for this podcast, if it were to be right now, would be like, you know, cheap heat WrestleMania spectacular parentheses that no one showed up to. <laughs> yeah. Although I will tell you, I think from a sheer conversational standpoint, I'm enjoying this one because. I do like just getting to sort of pontificate on what WrestleMania is versus previewing it. I mean, we can go through match by match, sure. Which we will. Which we will. But I sometimes just like having the general conversation about how I feel. What are you... Well, okay, so is Cena Undertaker what you're most excited about the whole weekend? Yes. Oh, no, the whole you weekend? know what I'm... Uh, the, the match I'm most excited about is the uh, ladder match for the North American championship what are your thoughts on the actual championship i never thought i'd say that but like I, this is how i feel now like I, this is my you want you want to have new like i'm, I'm obsessed with it you want your you want your weekend to turn into a velveteen dream oh, <laughs> every weekend's a velveteen what, what are dream. your thoughts on the actual championship the belt the yeah, title the title the title the title the, 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 the nxt championship no no the north american championship that was just unveiled um, you know, a few days ago, you know what? There's so many championships at this point. It's like I don't even. I'm, bring them all in. Bring every championship. I, I, I mean, it doesn't even mean, I mean anything to the, me anymore. The look of it, though, I've got to say, I'm not a fan of of how it looks. I I hate it. I I, I understand that it has like a classy feel or like an old school feel, but it to me just looks repug. You think it's, it's r- yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Not only that. Um, they they just unveiled NXT championships last year, and they went through all the trouble to make them resemble each other. You know what I mean? The the NXT championship and the women's championship and the tag team championships all complement each other, and then you have literally the redheaded stepchild of championships on NXT, and I don't like it. I, I'll offer a counterpoint. I think here we go. I think the now North we're Amer- now, now we're, we're having a conversation. Now we're here. Exactly. Right. I, I think the North American Championship is more like a counterpoint to the uh, the UK Championship. I think it's going to be sort of these regional championships that sort of all are like one tier underneath the NXT Championship. But even with the Smart. UK Championship, right? The the shape of it and the design of it, and I believe it was unveiled before the new X- NXT Championships, but. It has the exact same shape as the WWE title. So the North American Championship is just a complete departure in the color of the strap, in the design of the championship, the look, everything. And it just like, it feels weird to me where I feel like they had this opportunity to, I don't know. They, they, I just wanted them to do better. So, I just wanted so them to what, do a lot better. What do you think the, the result of that is, Greg? What do you think the result ends up being of a, of a title like that? That it ends up not meaning as much? Um, no, I don't think it ends up not meaning as much. I think 
it's going to grow on the fans. It's going to take time. Um, it's going to be like the Universal Championship, right? They booed Finn and Seth Rollins out of the building in Brooklyn, not because they were having a bad match, but because they hated the championship so much. Um, was, yeah, that, that was sad. I, I, yeah. I, that was like a train wreck to watch, actually. The, the match was incredible. It's one of those matches that you have to watch oh, on yeah, and take yeah. the audience out of it because... Uh, but, like, still, but we were there live, you know? It was, like, it was weird. Yeah, but... So, I, I don't think... Um, the New Orleans crowd is going to be as ruthless as the Brooklyn crowd is, so they're going to respect the match and the championship. But I, um, the chatter online is going to be for a while about Shata. how ugly it is. It'll be chatter. Um, but like, think about like uh, how unbelievable those matches are. Like CN versus Alistair Black is like a it's like a like a re- like a dream match that is like could happen anyway. No, case, I, you know? I, I'll admit, it is silly of me to reduce even the ladder match. They have incredible talent in the ladder match. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy of me to reduce it to Ricochet, the dude. championship. Rick, Ricochet's, Ricochet's debut. EC3. I mean, it's Ricochet coming back to NXT for it, the first time. Yeah, that's right. enough for me. There's a lot. There's a so, lot. You know, it's, it's almost crazy of me to say, oh, the championship is ugly, and so let's throw it all away. But um, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, don't that's, say that. No, no, it's insane. Don't that's not that. how I feel. But uh, let's throw the championship away. You want to have a, you want to have an Alundra Blaze moment confirmed? Yeah, like <laughs> you're throwing throw the garbage. Throw it in the garbage. A hundred percent. Let's so, let's redo this one. Um, now the Hall of Fame tonight. Um, this could be an epic affair, and I just mean in terms of length. Who's screaming? One of the New Day members. It has to. That sounds like Xavier. I'm wearing a tuxedo tonight. I can't wait. You're wearing a tux. Yeah, are, you're not? No, I'm wearing my tux. I'm wearing a tux 100%. Um, I, I'm excited to wear the tux. I'm excited okay. to dress up. And some WWE cufflinks, perhaps. No, me or you? Both. Do you, you have two pairs? 100%. No, you don't. Yes, I do. We're wearing matching cufflinks? Oh. Well, I think I'm going to do Federation years. You're going to do Attitude Era. Or what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts? Well, what, you have do both? You have, yeah. You have both? Yeah. Both have Fs? Um, neither have Fs. Oh, yeah, no, the, w, the one has Fs. I should do the one without Fs, probably. You don't want you don't want the F's? Get the F out. Get the F out. Oh yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a current guy. Oh, so you're yeah. a guy. Yeah, he, a guy. Are you allowed to have the F? I don't know if I can rep. I, I don't I don't know if I can rep the. F. <laughs> They're gonna blur his cufflinks. <laughs> yeah, Rosenberg walking around yes. blurred. You know I can have blurred cufflinks as I'm walking. By the way, that would be mage if you had blurred cufflinks. You know, if I if I'm gonna wear them because I'm gonna wear them to mania as well. So if on the kickoff show my hands up and I'm talking and they and they just blur my hand right here. Oh awesome. my god! Uh, yesterday, by the way, I, I did sp- I did do the Michael K show from the Superdome yesterday. Mage, mage, that was. And the place looks fantastic, if I do say so myself. Um, oh look, it's Paul Heyman. It's the Paul Heyman. So we will have a guest. I don't care what you guys say. Coming up next, it's the. Paul Heyman right here on Cheap Heat live from WrestleMania. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this special Cheap Heat Spectacular is brought to you by our friends at Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Uh, SGG, did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? I did not know that, but I do know that I might be in that 66% by the time I hit the age 35. You're not 35 yet? Oh, that's depressing. Um, There's a lot of things that we have to deal with. As men that people don't necessarily talk about and they're embarrassed to deal with. But guess what? Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all the things that men have to deal with that we don't necessarily want to talk about. You go to forhims.com, okay? And by the way, you get to support 
the Cheap Heat Podcast. It's so easy to do this. You simply go there, and let me tell you what you do, and you're going to be really excited when I tell you. You go to forhims.com slash cheap. Yes, forhims.com slash cheap. And what they'll do, if you do it right now, for just $5 today, they'll give you a trial month while supplies last. So whether your issue may be sexual, whether it's hair loss, whatever it is, you're embarrassed to go to a doctor's office, forhims.com. It's your own personal doctor's office. Definitely going to need them for my hairline. We know, and probably other things. But you don't have to tell us right now. For that's an off That's why they go there. Forhims.com slash cheap. And without any further ado, here he is. Paul, um, I kind of wanted to do things a little bit differently this year because we've 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 done these for years now. Uh, Are we live? Paul, yeah, well, live to tape, of course. This is for ESPN. You're doing so many of them now. I, I, Your agent is working you to death. Do you think just, it's a, just for his commission? Do you think it's a compliment? Whenever people, people tell me, "Oh, congratulations, you have thirty jobs," I, I'm a mix of complimented and insulted. Not by you. I'm talking about. I just announced a new thing this week, and people are like, "Oh, congratulations!" Yeah, 30 I saw jobs. that. It's a it's it, it, it's a bad idea. But go ahead. What the show? Oh yeah. Why well, why is it a bad idea? This is free advice you get it from Paul Heyman. Because uh, your agent's working you to death for his commission. That's what you think's happening yeah, here. You need to, yeah, you're what you're, you're, you're too out there. And don't you think the point is he should be getting me just one job that pays so that pays much? a lot of that's money. The, well, right, that's the right. goal. Yeah. Now, by the way, are we going to be competing with uh, late night entertainment? Is that what you're no. saying? Because I saw, I read a story yeah, that people are trying to get you uh, to do something of the sort. Uh, my my agency, the Looking for Larry agency, has cut a deal with Roy Bank, who was the point person on The Apprentice, and then uh, created uh, a who, who, who's smarter than a fifth grader. Okay. Um, for Fox, and um, he has uh, Banker Studios. We we decided to do a, a bunch of co-productions and joint ventures. But you and, weren't uh, planning on being on camera. No, first, I right? wasn't. And of course, you know, he, he just, as, as I as I stated to the rap, I truly believe in my heart that the reason why he wants the first project to be a Paul Heyman vehicle is so that we learn when going into networks and pitching a show how to handle rejection. <laughs> I don't know if he thinks that. He may just think you're a proven entertaining commodity. Let's do something with you. Which I don't. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. No, I wouldn't either. Um, so, uh, Paul, I, I just we, we, we're all watching WrestleMania. Everyone who's listening is watching WrestleMania. Everyone knows about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Do you, uh, my question for you: Do you still get excited for these weekends? Yes. Like, do you still remember the little kid in you these weekends? Uh, I, 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 I remember the fat adult in me too. Uh, <laughs> I love both. I, I'm exhilarated. I, I'm I, I'm I, I'm on a, I'm on a uh, on an emotional and professional and um and 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 uh, high that I, I just can't describe. So I mean, we're the main. You, you think about this, okay? And and and, and you know, if you look at my run since 2012, if, if you don't look at my body of work with Brock Lesnar, the, the the one that you would talk about is 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 my run with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, we often do. And CM Punk left WWE. Ended his WWE career because he w- he figured I'll never get into the main event of WrestleMania. That's how much the main event of WrestleMania means. Here I am with the single biggest box office attraction in WWE, the single biggest box office attraction in UFC. Soon to be there again, Brock Lesnar, and here we are once again. I'm out here talking about the main event. Of WrestleMania, I'm Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady doesn't do media. 
That, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's, that's, a great, that's, a, that's a great way of putting you know, it. So, so it's I mean, really fun. So you get to basically be, a, again, you, you're part of main eventing WrestleMania. My Q rating is through the roof this week. Right. Because I get to do all the media. That's really cool. Um, what, what's your, what, what, we've talked about being a photographer and your, your come up. Um, how big as a kid being from the tri-state, you were around to like kind of watch WrestleMania evolve into this thing. What's your earliest memory of hearing about WrestleMania as an event? Uh, the, the first memory I had of hearing about WrestleMania as a main event was, I got a phone call from somebody, and I, I, I don't know. I, I keep wanting to say it was Lou Albano or someone like that. Uh, maybe it was Blassie, but someone says, do you hear what the kid is? He was the kid. You were the kid at that point. No, 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 no. Vincent Kennedy McMahon was the kid. Oh, Vincent Kennedy was the kid. Was of the course kid. it was the kid. You hear what the kid is doing? A $100 for ringside at the Garden. He's out of his mind. He's going to put this place out of business. His father's going to crawl out of the grave and take the company back from him. A hundred dollars for ringside at the. What is the kid thinking? I would kill to pay a hundred dollars for ringside at WrestleMania this year. That was the thing. I mean, it was you know it was a few months before the event, and and you know word had word had started to go around. You know, within the company, and everybody was like, "What's what, there's no way." And you were already you were already that known as. A, a kid around who was who was involved and in taking pictures, etc. That well, you, you were that made the house call. So, you, so yeah, so you were literally just on on the jack with Albano at this point already. Yeah. Oh yeah. And were, did you take pictures? Did you hang out at WrestleMania one? No, no. I was. Uh, well, let's see. WrestleMania one was in um, what was March thirty first, nineteen eighty five. I believe I had just started working at Studio fifty four. Uh, as a photographer, and I was running all all these. I was running three uh, newsstand magazines, uh, but uh, I I was not. I did not photograph WWE events. I photographed two WWE events in '85. It was later on in the year, but I I, I was I was so busy at Studio Fifty Four. I, I wasn't at WrestleMania. Were you hired by Steve Lobel? Who Steve? Wasn't it Steve Lobel? Who was it? At Studio 54? Oh, I'm sorry, Steve Rubell. Lobel, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, he was in jail at the time. He was already gone. So this is he, he was just getting okay. a, He was just getting out of jail. So was Ian Schrager. No, Ian I was Schrager. there during the Mark Fleischman era. Okay, okay. What, what was this era like? This is, because this uh, is pure decadence. Like out of control. Caligula. Is this like, uh, what, what, what kind of celebrities are there at this point? Uh, Prince, Madonna. Uh, Liza Minnelli, uh, anybody who wanted to be Michael seen was Michael you. still going there or no? Uh, Jackson, are we on a first name basis with uh, oh Michael, oh, Mike, Mikey, yeah. Mi- 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 yeah. Mickey yeah. Pooh, the kid toucher. I get it. Whoa, um, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Oh come on, allegedly. I mean, listen. oh come on. I have I, I have a Cat Williams routine for you to listen to <laughs> that will explain the Michael the Michael Jackson phenomenon just perfectly. I could never really do it about about why it's so hard for people to like. To, just to, say to, it to, and just be to like accepted. You know, he says, you know, hey, <laughs> it's something along the lines of, um, uh, you know, who, who, who would have a zoo at his house? Who would have a petting zoo at his house? Um, hey, beat it had different terminology for a lot of different okay. people. Okay. Well, you know, let's move on from Michael. Okay. Uh, so, hey, do, do you have I didn't know him on a first name basis like well, you. I, I know him very well. So, so bad. But, anyway, but I do want to know, you, what about Prince, though? Do you have recollections of Prince there? Uh, actually, one of the first parties that I photographed at Studio 54 was a Purple Rain party. Really? Yeah. 
And did you like did, did did you interact with him at all, or you just sort of observed? And I didn't interact with him too much. I interacted. I produced Liza Minnelli. Uh, what I, do you mean produce in that? Well, like, here's what happened. I, I started out as a photographer at Studio Fifty Four in March '85. Um, an incident happened with Boy George, and I got his picture in the New York Times, the Daily News, the New York Post, Newsday, and the Village Voice. So they they made me also an in-house publicist. Um, so I became the in-house publicist. So you took the picture and sent the picture out? Yeah, well, I developed, I was living on 92nd Street at the time. West Side or East? West, West 92nd there Street and Broadway. Yeah, um, I ran back to my apartment, uh, had a photo lab there, produced the pictures. What happened was I, I, I took pictures of, of Boy George from about seven different camera angles. So it looked like seven different photographers. So I gave exclusive pictures to the Times, exclusive pictures of the Daily News, exclusive pictures of the New York Post, exclusive pictures of Newsday because they all look different. Wow. So, and, and I said, don't give me credit. Heyman don't say credit to the 54. That you is Heyman Hustle. Who's Heyman very Hustle. early Heyman Hustle. So... Studio 54 was impressed by this, so I became the in-house publicist. Then in August, uh, the very beginning of August, uh, the Friday night promoter was recruited by the Palladium. And the Palladium uh, was being run by Steve Cohn. And Steve Cohn was, was Steve Rubell and Ian Schrager's right-hand man at the original Studio 54. So Steve Cohn opens up the Palladium with, with allegedly as a front man, for Ian Schrager and or Steve Rubell coming out of jail. Oh, big moment. So now the Palladium's running down on 14th Street, and they're competing with Studio 54, and they steal the Friday night promoters and the Friday night producers, and now Studio 54 has no one to promote or produce on Friday night. So I step in, and I go, oh, I can do that. Oh, you can't? Oh, yeah, I've been doing it my whole life. So I step in as a promoter uh, and a producer. How old are you, by the way? 19. 19 years old. Okay. This is and I and I not only pr- promoted Friday night shows, I also produced them as well. Where do you get that drive? Just to be like as a as a child, as a kid, basically showing up to Madison Square Garden to photograph events, and then Studio Fifty Four, and then hustling the different newspapers, and then like you said, at nineteen. You had a career that people in their twenties, thirties would want to have. I'm dream a New about. York Jew boy. I'm here to make things happen. But I'm you're on, but of the highest hands. level, and that almost simplifies it, right? Like you have a different. You had it, especially then. I mean, I feel like now you've eased into some sense of normalcy. You're still hustling, but you have a main job you're happy with, blah, 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 and you work on other oh, things. Oh, I'm still, I'm still looking for the, for the right but scam think, to pull. You, I just You need... think you're as crazy as you were then, though? Cause you, oh, no, no, no. Right, no, you were no. on a different level. Well, I OG it now. Right. Now I come in, now I come at it from a different perspective. You know, early in the day, I was Luke Skywalker looking to slay Darth Vader. Now I'm Obi-Wan bestowing my wisdom he upon He really does, by the way. That, it, that is not something I necessarily knew till I started working there, is how much talent likes having you around on on TV days because you really take time with everyone. That's yeah. like really become oh absolutely a role for you. And you, I, you enjoy that. I yes. Think, I think your talent too is is you know how to shine people up. Like you can take anybody and put a certain shine on them and and present them from a certain angle. Where, oh, where are you going with this, believes. Greg? Where are you going to go with this? No, just like that's his talent. He can make See, everybody feel special. He's going with the special. shining up thing, and we're going to go right back to a Michael Jackson. No, 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 no. Who do you think he should shine up next? I think I, I, not to try to typecast you or pigeonhole you as as you know the mouthpiece for these MMA fighters, but I think Ronda Rousey needs Paul Heyman more than anybody right now. There are a lot of people who do feel that way, that they're excited about Ronda, that everyone sees the potential, but they see, is she someone who can just kind of be out there on her own, or would she really benefit 
from standing with you. I'm I'm a huge fan of Ronda Rousey. I'm a huge fan of her ability. I I think she adds an endorsement to this industry and to the women's division that we would not find from anybody else. She is arguably, along with Serena Williams, the number one most famous female athlete on the face of the planet today. Uh, she revolutionized, indeed evolutionized women's MMA. Couldn't agree more. Um, and she is a box office attraction that is second only to Brock Lesnar. Um, let's get through Sunday. Let's see what happens Sunday. Let's see what happens with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on Sunday. And then we can address what happens after this Sunday. Okay. Um, are you going to be around regardless after this Sunday? Um... Because Brock, it's now been clear. Dana, Dana White, who by the way is running every bit of interference WrestleMania week that could ever be run. I mean, yeah. How did Conor McGregor oh pull on an ECW over uh, right? in Brooklyn? And, 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 and am I supposed to believe it's coincidental that on a weekend in which Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are at WrestleMania, it's coincidental? That his other biggest attraction he's ever had created a complete melee at a, at, cause UFC 223 is not getting that much conversation. Oh, it is now. It is now. Of course it is. He was arrested today. You know that, right? Oh, that's so. great. Well, yeah, but, but let's be honest. I mean, they're not, they're not going to sentence him to jail time or to prison time. Right. I right. mean, this is just going to be, you know, one night in Rikers and, you know, who's going to mess with Conor McGregor? <laughs> right. And if they do, they're going to be very sorry that they did. And you know, McGregor's going to make a four, it, it was a $10 million arrest for Conor. Eh, so I went into the prison over there and you know what? I ruled the prison like yeah. I do the octagon. On, you know, it's, this it's is so going to be true. great for him. You know, I mean, it, and it should be. What promos he's going to be able to cut? Oh my God, he, he's he's he is he is special when it comes to gaining attention in that way that we just talked about that you've been so good at. For, if you talk about someone who would take multiple angle pictures of Boy George, that is who Conor McGregor is constantly. All props to Conor McGregor for that. Yeah, he is, he is a different sort of animal. But you'll be around, you're saying, no matter what, even when Brock goes. I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, see, here's the thing. Brock Lesnar's contract expires this Sunday. That, that's, that's no secret. It's public knowledge. Dana White did not say what day that he has in mind for a Brock Lesnar fight because Brock's not looking at what day he's going to fight yet. Here, here's the thing about Brock. He, he, he is a farm boy from Webster, South Dakota. He's very task oriented. Growing up on that farm, Brock knew at 5 a.m. he had to milk the cows. Now, at 8 a.m., he had to get the, the eggs from the chicken. He didn't think about the chickens and the eggs at 5 o'clock. He thought about milking the cows. Once he was done milking the cows, he accomplished that task. Then he went on to the eggs and the chicken. Now, 11 o'clock in the morning, he had to take the hay out of the barn and put it on the truck. He wasn't thinking about the hay from the barn to the truck at 8 o'clock in the morning. He wanted to get the eggs from the chicken. Once he accomplished that task, then he went on to the hay from the barn to the truck. He's very task-oriented. The task for this Sunday is to put on the greatest WrestleMania main event on the greatest WrestleMania of all time. That's our task. Once we're done with that task, we'll address the situation that starts April 9th. Brock's not staying if Brock's not the champion. He has no desire to be number two. Forget about invoking rematch clauses and all this other stuff. If he's the champion, he's here. When he's not, he won't be. He'll be pursuing something else, which will most likely be the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Once we get past Sunday, we can address it then. The task is this Sunday. That's how Brock likes to operate. If Brock stays, I stay with him. If it happens that Roman Reigns wins the title this Sunday, Brock is going to leave, and then he will sign a contract with UFC and pick a date for his next fight. If that happens, I'm out of here for a while. I don't want to just jump to somebody else on Monday. It wouldn't be right for the legacy that Brock and I have carved out with each other since 2002. Might it be Ronda Rousey later this year? 
it's a possibility. I also got to state it's a possibility I'd like to work as opposed to Ronda Rousey. I think that would be interesting. I can't tell you I'm not, I'm not fascinated by the possibilities of working with Charlotte against Ronda Rousey, working with Asuka against Ronda Rousey. Oh, Asuka is someone who could also potentially use your services. Uh, working with Alexa Bliss against Ronda Rousey. Working with Nia Jax against Ronda Rousey. Now you're talking about some very interesting... Working with Mandy Rose. Don't even care if she wants to talk about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just a situation... Listen... I, 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 I have to be, I have to be candid. A lot, a lot of, a lot of Goldberg's appeal last year happened because he was coming up against Brock Lesnar and I was talking against Goldberg. So it's the same thing. You know, it, you, you can still promote the person from the other side of the microphone. Speaking of which, I and mean, we, we gotta wrap you up here in a second. Why? Who told you to wrap up? I, I'd rather not say. Is it that guy over there? Don't, I know. He's not. He, he's a schmuck. No, I'd, I'd Don't rather, listen to him. I'd rather not come. Let's stay three extra minutes just to piss him off. Uh, you're in, you're inducting Goldberg. Yes, I am. Which a lot of people, as you can imagine, went. The the the, the face of ECW is inducting the the face of WCW in many ways into the WWE into Hall the of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, and yet you guys you you produced yes everything basically he did on his run here. Very true. And did you guys get uh, pretty close? Uh, we're Jews. Yeah, I had my theory as to that was how that happened. No, that was that's a great. That's a you know what's funny? I didn't even really think about that. How I've only you didn't think of the fact that we're Jews. I didn't. You don't look at Goldberg every time and go, man, that's what all Jews should look like. Yes, of course I do. I didn't. (laughs) What a tribe we could be. I know. The first I met him the first time. Forget Masada. I mean, holy, we 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 conquer the world. Is there is there a real Jewish side to Goldberg? Like, is there like his name? Is that it? Do you see it ever, though? Does it ever come I, out? Like, I, I, you're about to bring him out in a match with Brody. He's like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm, I'm feeling so Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I do all the worrying for everyone in the locker room. Because for, for, for I am the, the, the elder Jew. Okay, got it. Uh, in, 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 the, in WWE at the moment. Uh, you know, I worry about everything to where, you know, I am Brock Lesnar's ultimate warrior. Um, and uh, Goldberg, like, I've never davened with the man. But, okay. you know. You've, ne- you've never davened. Period. Well, big juice. Or with it's gold. So, it's something to look forward to. <laughs> now, you know, I was considering working on a, a faction. I started it. Called, there you go. Another job. Called The Shul. Here the Shul. In WWE. Yes. Um, there's myself. There's you. There's Noam Dar. There's, well, Goldberg's not here anymore. Alexa Bliss, who's a solid 60%, like 55, 60% Jewish. Um, would you be interested in participating in the shul? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, you want to oppose the shul? So well, close. you know, it, 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 you know, you know, because then you have to change terminology. Like, I don't want to preach to the choir. You have to say, I don't want to preach to the congregation. <laughs> you know, and and then once you start going there, you know, it just it's, it's a whole. Everybody has to wear yarmulkes. You know, how mu- how much do I have to dare you? Could you ever find a way in a promo to sing Ain Kelohenu? Could that ever happen? No, a don alum. No, oh, I'd love it. Um, do you, it's pretty cool though that if Brock does go, when Brock goes to UFC, you're involved in that as well, correct? In, in some capacity, I'm sure I will be. So you don't literally sit at the table with him though and negotiate and, the and, deal? And, with, oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't do that. And then nor do I strategize how he's going to fight. No. But you just give advice and are a friend through I, those things. I'm there for whatever he needs. And do you go to the fights always? Oh, always. So it's pretty cool that you still get to be a part of that. And then when you feel like finding something here that makes sense, 
This door is obviously permanently open for you. I, I am the chief Jew to the biggest, baddest Aryan on the face of the planet today. And it's a scary combination, the two of you. It certainly is, isn't it? It's, uh, it's working so far. It's been pretty good. We're the, we're the main event of WrestleMania again. again. And rightfully so, I might add. Paul Heyman. Thank you, man. Have Thank fun you, tonight. Sir. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. A blessed to have NXT Tag Team Champion Adam Cole. Now, this is a rare situation. SGG, I have to actually go do Hot 97 right now. So I'm, I'm leaving it in your trusted hands to hold it down with Adam, Adam Cole. You probably shouldn't do that, but let's, let's go. Oh, of course. Uh, and you introduced him wrong. It's Adam Cole, baby. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we accept your apology. So I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be doing this. Uh, my first solo interview, I don't know if he's on something this morning. I don't know how, <laughs> how the people at ESPN are going to feel about it. You heard it. We have Adam Cole. You're going to do awesome, man. NXT yeah. Tag Team Champion joining us on the Cheap Heat WrestleMania Spectacular. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me today. My first WrestleMania weekend, so I couldn't be more stoked. It'll be really, really fun. It'll be yeah. a good weekend. Um, I got to say, I was hoping that you were one of the people that we were going to get to talk to uh, this weekend. This is my third time doing this, and you never know who the talent is that shows up. Yep. And uh, I pray to the wrestling gods that we got Adam Cole, <laughs> and here you are. So I got to say, something's working out for me. Um, now, Kevin Owens, right? Yeah. When he came to WWE, everybody would ask him, you know, who was the guy on the indies that you would want to see here? And he would always say, Adam Cole. Can you speak to your relationship with KO for some people who may not know you guys' journey together? And sure. Yeah, yeah. I I met Kevin uh, years ago when I, when I was first starting on the independents and just kind of getting my feet wet and, and learning how to do this job. And Kevin was a guy, when he saw me very early on, he kind of took me under his wing and he helped me as best as he could. Uh, Kevin is really smart. His, his ability to connect with fans all over the world is just next level. I think that's the reason he's done so well here. Um, so our friendship kind of stemmed from that. He, he just, he helped me and taught me a lot early on in my wrestling career, uh, um, how I wanted to perform, the type of performer I wanted to be. And on top of that, he's just a great dude. He's a great friend. So, so over time, he used to say all the time, I, I need to get you here with me. I need to get you here with me. You need to come here. You need to come here. But at the same time, he was really happy for everything else I was doing outside of WWE. So he's, he's been a friend from the start and then he'll, he'll always be a friend. Yeah, you you speak about his ability to connect with the uh, fans all over the world, but I got to say too, your ability to connect with the fans um, in the arena, even through the TV screen, it's just like, you know, I watched you with my girlfriend the other day on NXT, and I just told her just watch for him to raise his hands, and when you <laughs> raise your hands, you it's like you have the whole crowd, no matter where you are, no matter how big or small the crowd is, in the palm of your hand. Now, what like, where does that come from? Because like. Is it even something you can explain? Is it something that you've always had? No, the, the, the funny thing is, is I've been doing Adam Cole Bebe since 2009. And the first five years I did it, no one did it with me. It was like I would do it just as an arrogant heel taunt almost. Like, I'm the man, which is where it originated from. And then for whatever reason, over time of, of, of building stock and building my brand and having match after match and, again, being more familiar with uh, the audiences all over the world, the Adam Cole Bebe thing they started to do with me. So actually, when it really started uh, um, taking off was I was off for four months with shoulder surgery, 
and I was gone, and I remember being afraid that everyone's going to forget me and not care. But when I came back, they were really excited. They missed me. So, and, and that was kind of when they started doing the Adam Cole baby thing. But I never imagined that it would be the thing that I'm like known for. Yeah, that's, no, like, that's the thing. It's it's crazy because you don't even have to say it anymore. No, you don't. And for me, um, I was there when you showed up in Brooklyn, and uh, you did it just before you went backstage. Like it, it was. It gave me chills. How incredible it was just to hear the entire arena. And then to have you get that every single time, like, what does it feel like for you? Like you said, you didn't even have people doing it with you at first. You did it alone, and now you have everybody everywhere. It's really cool, man. It's just, again, it's it's a testament to the type of relationship I have with our fans. And when I say our fans, I mean sports entertainment, pro wrestling fans all over the world. Uh, they're the best. They, they are so um, supportive and so loyal for so long i've had fans that started watching me in in 2008 today is my 10 year anniversary of, of being a pro wrestler so april happy, 6th happy anniversary yeah yeah thank you and I, I have fans that have supported me from that day to today so um I, I think that's like i don't know the bond or connection that we have almost when i do it they do it with me it's it's a, it's a cool thing it's it's a thing that we have that nobody else has it's that special relationship so just to sort of bring it full circle from the Kevin Owens conversation, yeah. you were always his guy that he said deserved to be here. Not just deserved to be here, but just like this company would benefit from having you here the most. And now you're here. So who's who's that guy for you that you look out across the independence um, and you say, this is the guy that needs to be here with us now? Yeah, it's crazy is the answer keeps changing because so many people are coming here. It's, it's amazing how many guys now you look at the landscape now and uh, how, how many people have arrived here and how five years ago I was sharing independent wrestling locker rooms with these guys. But uh, uh, as far as far as picking someone who would be my number one choice, I'll tell you what, uh, Jay Lethal in Ring of Honor to me, is is one of the best that I've ever been in the ring with. It's like him and AJ Styles are right up there in the same in the same uh, realm. So for me, I think if Jay Lethal never gets some sort of run here in WWE, it's a shame because he is just he's next level good, really really talented. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk to you about this Saturday now. You have two matches. Um, I just how do you feel about that that level of pressure? Like, does it? Does it invigorate you? Does it excite you? I mean, it, it's very exciting. It's a, you know, initially the the nerves hit you and you think, okay, I, I have two very a takeover match WrestleMania weekend is a lot of pressure in and of itself. Two is like you know another level. But again, two it, championship matches though has to add a third layer of sure, like, absolutely, absolutely. So, but you you do this and you get into this with the uh, with the idea of knowing that there will be high pressure situations. So I almost look at it as. I've been put in a situation where I have two title matches. So the fact that I've been entrusted in this way to take two very important matches and be involved in both uh, gave me all the confidence I needed and all the excitement I needed to, to go through this pressure and make it the best that I possibly could. So I'm amped for it. It's, again, a lot, a lot of pressure, but something I'm not uh, unprepared for. And you spoke about it. You touched on it a little bit, too, because as much pressure as it, is, it has to be an honor yeah. To, to get that call and just say, you know what, um, Bobby Fish is out. He can't wrestle, so we want you in this match. But uh, that's not going to derail your singles career. You're also going to have to compete in this ladder match. And then Right, right. Oh, and it was so upset. I mean, when Bobby, you know, got hurt 
we all were were really worried as far as like what was going to happen next. So figuring out how we were going to handle this entire tag team situation was hard, but uh, this will have to do. This is what we'll have to do. So we get we're getting Peter Rosenberg back in just a second. If he could plug his mic in, and he can't do it. He's good. Nope. There we go. And I'm back. How has been going right. so far? How has Greg been doing? Adam on his own. He's been doing excellent. Really? You can yeah. be honest. Yeah, he's been doing excellent. <laughs> you can be honest. He's been doing great. Well, no, he listen. He's the true knowledgeable one. You don't want me here. I have nothing of interest. Now, have you guys only covered? Have you covered NXT business or life business? Uh, I tried to do a little bit of both. Yeah, I didn't want to get too deep into the NXT stuff without you. I mean, you're the company man. That should be your area. I don't. I, I'm the company man who doesn't know nearly as much about NXT. At so all. You're supposed um, to do that, Greg. <laughs> um, well, first of all, pleasure to meet you, man. Formally. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. This is a, this is a pretty. Uh, are you feeling the the energy of the weekend generally? Does it feel like a moment for you? Yeah, definitely for sure. And, and I know it's kind of just kickstarting today. I, I did a little bit yesterday, but uh, having everyone here in the same area and just being able to go down in the hotel lobby and see everybody is uh, is cool. You, you know, it's a you know it's a big weekend already. Who were who were your guys growing up? Who were... uh, number one was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. He was the first guy I saw that captivated me. I really liked Kurt Angle. Wait, so how how old are you? Uh, 28. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh, uh, Kurt Angle was another guy. Uh, Shawn Michaels, but that was almost more uh, middle school and high school when I started getting the wrestling VHS tapes or the internet. Going back. Started, All right. Because yep. I actually started watching wrestling uh, uh, around 99, like WrestleMania 15. So I was kind of late. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, is, that is, well, but it still puts, so you were how old at that moment? At, at that point? Nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. we can't all be Dipperstein, who's sitting down at the end there, who started watching legitimately at three years old. Yeah, that's amazing. I've, I've never... Jealous. Yeah, he had, like, neighbors who put him you? on at, like, three, which is... Uh, yeah. He has information... Like, I'll reference things from, like, 86 that I remember, because I was seven. He was, like, in utero, and he can still remember. <laughs> um, have you, uh, at over, like, the Raw 25 or at different events, have you gotten to meet Stone Cold yet? I have. I actually did Stone Cold's podcast. Oh, you did the podcast. I actually got to go to his home and and talk with him there. Broken Skull Ranch. Yeah, no, no, the L.A. home. Yeah, the L.A. home. In Los Angeles, California. (laughs) So, uh, what did what did you find him like? He's he's very Stone Cold like, right? Oh, yeah, but in the best way possible. Yeah, he he was so laid back, so cool, uh, so easy to have a conversation with, and really like down to earth. Like you would, you know, some guys really take their job and they think that. That they're like uh, broadcast how how special they are or how much they've accomplished and look what I did or look what I've done and Stone Cold's not like that at all. He's, he lives very humble. Well, there really there, cool. there are some people I found in this in this business and all businesses. I, I actually, you know what? I definitely notice it in both. And my goal is just to never be this way. That not everyone can be Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Right. So you may have an amazing run. Maybe you end up being on the level of. Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is basically Mount Rushmore level, yeah. right? Maybe you don't. He's but been you, on Mount Rushmore, though. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> He's been in Mount Rushmore. Though. Okay, but but maybe but maybe if you don't, you still have a great career. Hopefully, you're the kind of person that still feels just great about what you accomplished. I think there are some people who, when they don't get to that level that Steve made it to, they never stop thinking about the fact that they're not that. Yep. Even if they were great, they're not like it would be like if, if right now I, I I stopped whatever I was doing, my career flatlined where it is right now, and I never was Howard Stern. Never happened. There's a way you can walk around and kind of be like, yeah, listen, it was great. And people think you're so great. But to yourself, 
you're like, I never really was that guy. You're absolutely right. I, I just said earlier today is someone said, okay, where do you expect to be in five years? Like, where do you need to be? And I said, I, I can't tell you because there's so much I'm not in control of. So I would drive myself insane if I was like, okay, a year from now I need to be wrestling for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. But if you, like you said, if you just focus on what you can control and your day in front of you and not who you're competing with, you'll be way happier. Well, and think about the fact that right now, you like for example, you're a great great example. You are the you're not um you're not in the spot Brock and Roman are in this weekend. Right. But you are also, let's just be honest, basically the envy of every every wrestler stepping into yes. a gym all over America from 200 people to 2,000 people, you're in the spot they dream of being in. This. This is the spot. So you could spend your time being like, ah, oh, I just got to get to the next spot. Or you can be like, dude, I'm, I'm Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, I'm Adam Cole. Like, this is serious? what people dream of being. And I think it's, it's, it's all of us go through that. But it's, yeah. it's striking when you meet someone who you're like, yo, you're the man. And then you get their vibe and you're like, oh, you don't think you're the man. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what Steve is not. Yo, Steve yeah. is the man. He yeah. knows, because I always said, and I'm a huge Rocky fan too, Steve's pop was different than Rocky's pop. Steve had the biggest pop. Mm-hmm. Steve's, that, that glass break is the biggest, the only thing that to me comes close to the, the Austin pop is like the Hogan 87 pop. Yeah. That, that's it. Those are the two, the, that level of like, when you look at the crowd and it looks like a, a frenzy, like, you, I don't even yeah. know what people are doing. Right. <laughs> right. The, the, actually, the first time I ever got goosebumps as a child was when Austin came out at WrestleMania 17 in the Houston Astrodome. And when that glass hit, I had never seen a show with that many people before. And like you said, it was like the frenzy pop, like people just losing their minds and screaming at the top of their lungs. And I remember getting goosebumps and being like, oh, my gosh, I have to be a pro wrestler. It was. It was a different level. It was yeah, a different he, level. He, and, and, you, and you can see it in today and how, he, how calmly he carries himself. Um, Dipperstein, did you give... Has Adam heard your theory yet on NXT? I have not. Right now? Dipperstein, tell Adam Cole your theory on NXT right now. This is the best NXT roster that there has ever been currently at this very moment. And I mean, not just like, you know, this is a real thought that I have. I've said this numerous times between you and Alistair and, you know, Velveteen Dream. And it just, it's just Gargano. It's one after CN. It's one after another. It's like murderer's row. Every match that could be any combination of those people feels like a dream match. I told him this yeah. is a very lofty statement. While, I, while I, I'm not disputing it. It's true. I, how do you feel about the statement? Do you think you guys could be that? I think we absolutely could be. And, and I think the reason being is, and I think it's the reason the NXT brand as a whole has, has continued to grow as much as it has, is anytime guys leave to go to Raw or SmackDown, there's always that worry of like, uh, is it going to stay as interesting? Are people going to stay tuned in? But there's always another generation that comes along right. and either uh, uh, keeps the fans interested or tops the last generation. So everyone is kind of competing with themselves constantly. So when a bunch of people left and we all decided to go in, we're like, okay, we have to hold the fort down now, but yeah. trying to have the best shows that we possibly can. So in turn, the fans just stick around for us or more people tune in. And I do. I, I think I think our generation it, could be the best. It's the group with the most potential. I think to just be all A-list stars. Well, we will. I, I think we'll find out relatively soon, at least with some of them. Craig, do you have something you yeah, were about no, to jump you, in? You touched on an interesting point too about um, just having talent leave. Like NXT mm-hmm. is the area where at some point everybody has to go, and you have to start off fresh. And I feel like right. um, Takeover War Games. 
That yeah. was the vibe. Like there was a lot of pressure on you guys. I, I believe that was the first takeover after Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. It was. Yeah, my first takeover match. And yeah. uh, it was so much new talent. And um, how do you feel like that went for you guys? Just in terms of proving to the crowd that you know we lost Bobby Roode, we lost Nakamura, we lost all these big name guys, but the guys that we have here, NXT, is still. Uh, the show to watch. Yeah, they, they gave us a fun uh, platform to play on because having War Games, the first ever War Games in WWE, kind of set us up to, okay, here's your chance to succeed because the match is so wild, it's so crazy. The NXT fans are so wild and crazy that, again, they set us up for a lot of cool situations and a lot of cool environments. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy. That, that being on top of that cage... And, and getting suplexed off was pretty wild. What's the, what's the view like, knowing that you have to hit the ground? Way, way taller than 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 you would think. Like on on TV, it, it's like oh, it doesn't look too bad, but it's scary. It's, even there was a split second where when when Roderick Strong was coming up to to get me to suplex me, my foot was legitimately stuck in the in the cage, and I remember like kind of freaking out for a second. It's it's wild being up that high. I'm all sweaty too. I'm thinking I'm gonna. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a there's lot, a lot of that can go wrong. Yeah. What's um, what's it like being NXT champion? You guys show up to your. It's it's random when I see you guys at pay per views, but there are times when you're at TVs for yeah. various reasons. And I'd be curious to ask someone who's not champion also, who's on the come up, but even as champion. Just generally, when you show up backstage at the big dance, do you know tons of people already? Do, do, is there talent there that you can tell doesn't even quite know who you are? For sure. Like, yeah. do you have any memories of people that you're like, oh, so and so's gonna know me by now? And then you seem like, they don't know me. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a bunch of people that I know already. It, it's like, hey, how's it going? It's so good to see them. There's absolutely people that, that have no idea who I am. As far as thinking of a story, there's just, there have been multiple times that I have uh, met someone and I know I've met them 10, 12, 15 times and they always reintroduce themselves to me. Like I haven't met them before. Like they never remember, uh, seeing me ever before. I'm like, Oh, I've met you like 10 times, but okay. And I, and I can't wait because we're probably just like a year away from you being that way to other people in the next yeah. day. <laughs> because here, I'll, I'll just say this. It's interesting, right? Like if you're not completely up on NXT and you're at a, a pay-per-view and you guys are just walking around. You can tell NXT guys they're always dressed better than – like generally, yeah. with the exception of like Miz, they're right. basically dressed better than everyone else there because you're trying to look decent. Sure. Right? And yeah, I just imagine it's a funny situation after you just keep kind of like – but you guys all like, ah, someone has long hair, kind of jacked, well-dressed, <laughs> ponytail of some sort. Like, I mean um, – so what's – are you in a rush to get to the – to get to Raw or SmackDown or are you – Totally happy enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. You wanted I mean, to go to NXT, right? I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I, I love my one of my favorite things now within WWE is the relationship that the fans build with the guys in NXT before they go to Raw or SmackDown. Is it's so crazy? Every day, you always think of Raw after Mania, where where an NXT, a couple of NXT guys show up and the fans are so jazzed and so excited. I feel like. You can really figure out who you want to be uh, and who you're going to be in WWE in NXT. So to have that full resume of NXT sure. work before you get to Raw or SmackDown, I think it's just it's it's so much better for you uh, across the board. But isn't it crazy that as big as you can be in NXT, it's still not a guarantee. Like yeah. it just it, it doesn't all. There are some people who really weren't great at NXT who are really over on Raw or SmackDown, and there are people who totally made sense in NXT. Like the whole. The, the, the gimmick, everything they did made sense. Yep. And then for some reason, when you plug it in on Raw or SmackDown, 
it's like, oh, they're not as over as we thought I, they would be. I think yep. of Adam Rose when you say that. Not to right, well, right, yeah, right. No, yeah, but they're, they're, he, like, even specifically, cause that's not even so much, so much about him, but as the gimmick itself, it made sense in that specific atmosphere. Then you put it somewhere else and it doesn't. Um, Elias is another one too. Like on oh, that was so Triple H said that on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yep. He was like, he would constantly tell him, you know, we should do this, we should do that. And Elias is looking around at the response he's getting there and he's like, no one really cares about me. And Triple H, at least, uh, at least he claims it now, knew, so he says, that this would actually work better as a main roster bit yeah. than it did down there. Is there anything that you do now that you think, like, pro- this probably won't work for me there? Or stuff you have in your arsenal that you're like, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to save this. Well, that's the, the fun thing is I'm kind of discovering all of that right now. Like, there's, uh, like, getting a new entrance song was a thing where it was, like, trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do on my entrance. We have, like, a hand signal that we do now. Oh, what's, the, what's the new hand signal? What's your type? We do uh It's like a U-E. Oh, okay. That, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> so it's all three of us doing that. And then there's a point where the song says boom, and I look down and point. So right now I'm I'm still kind of discovering who Adam Cole is in WWE. I'm learning it more and more every week. But as far as what I will or won't be able to do on, on Raw or SmackDown, so far I, I don't think there's anything. I think I could pretty much stay the same. Do you have – is there – what's this? What's the dream match or story that before you leave NXT you'd – you'd like to see play out oh man um i i would really like to finish my program with drew mcintyre i had started it when i first came in there was a there was a point where me and drew wrestled with Shawn michaels as the guest referee mm-hmm. i feel like we have really really good chemistry there's a lot of uh, cool promo stuff we could do i would really love to end that story before before i leave yeah it must feel weird when you like start something and there's not an actual yeah. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a real ending to it. It's like a chapter that's just open. Listen, I'm glad we got to get to know you a little bit. I'm hey, glad Greg didn't scare me. you off when he went solo for a while. Not at all. He held it down. Shaky, though. It was looking. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that is NXT Tag Team Champion Adam Cole. Thank you, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yes, as we continue on our our WrestleMania Radio Row Spectacular continues. SGG. Um, there's a very excited Brian Dipperstein right now. Yes. Directly to my left. Um, very excited. And also a man, the only guest so far who's appeared in our Black Power rankings. Yeah, yes. This is true. Alistair Black. Black Power rankings. Yes. yes. All right. Okay. You are, yes. in fact, you're the only white man to ever make it to the Black Power yeah. rankings. And you ranked very, I believe he was number one. I think you were number one, one at one point. Was one, number one. Number yeah. one at one point. Yeah. Then you dropped to number two. You could go back up to number one. All right. Well, what do I have to do to go back to number one? And you got to tell me because I, first and foremost, explain this whole power ranking system to me. Okay. Okay. So the Black Power rankings came because I noticed that no matter what we did on the show, Greg would find a way. We'd always end up talking about black superstars even if they didn't have anything going on greg would just end up shouting out black superstars so for i had the idea i was like wait black power and then there's power rankings i was like ooh, black power rankings it's a play on words obviously All right, right yeah. gotcha. so then one day i guess close to when like a takeover yeah it was close to right it was it was near his debut though yeah. that we came in and we were like yo 
we love Alistair Black, and he's going in. He's he just ended power. up in the Black Power rank as the only white man in the Black Power rankings. I'm, uh, I'm honored. Yeah, this is of all the honors you've received so far. I'm sure this yeah. is big. This has got to be up there, though. Right? It is. It is. Well, you know, like especially because it's it's the Black Power ranking. That's for for a white man. That is that's a big that's deal. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's not even trying to be and funny. We that's had a <laughs> we had a black president in the White House, and now we have a white man on the Black Power rankings. I mean, we, we're building bridges here. Honestly. Now you uh, we were just saying, and by the way, my agent. Dipperstein is just we were, we were making fun of him just because he is the biggest Alistair Black fan there is. Oh. We we uh, we we all have been since you, you showed get, up. Did you get the Alistair Black shorts? The the box short the no, boxer briefs? No, you're not you're not included in that. I, I don't have any. I don't have no. You're are you you don't. Oh, you, no, no. They're, wait, they're available. There's a are there boxer briefs that you can get? <laughs> Dip, would you wear Alistair? <laughs> Dip, would you wear Alistair Black? Uh, Greg, get past Monday my. For- Monday through Friday. Okay, you wear them every day. All right, good. All right, good. now, I'll, but I was saying it's so funny. We all love you so much as a talent. I know very little about you personally. You're Dutch. Yeah. Um, from Amsterdam. Yes. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your your falling in love with wrestling. I I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone about falling in love with wrestling in, in Amsterdam. Well, what's the scene because like? Because it doesn't happen very often. Okay. And, uh, like, um, it's a very like remote group of people that uh, are into professional wrestling, especially like you know back then. I was three years old when I saw um, sports entertainment, professional wrestling. For and what'd you say? I saw. From what I remember, so this might be a very tainted memory, because keep in mind, I'm three years old. But I think I saw Yokozuna kick hands out of the million dollars man's hand, like boom. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think, I think that's, and I was like, what, what's that? And my dad wasn't in the wrestling though, so he kind of like flicked it away. And that stayed me, because I was so awestruck by it. I was like, what, what is that? And then three, four years later, we got New Japan. And I got hooked on New Japan. And I was like, oh, that was what I was watching, not realizing that was Japan. It was America. I was five years old at the time. But what I saw was two dudes fighting. That's how I, that's how it resonated with, with me in my, in my child's brain that I still have to this day. Um, and it influenced me to the point where I was like, right, I want to do this when I grow up. So I got to start doing what they're doing. And I think what they're doing is fighting. So I started doing judo and karate. And then eventually when I realized that that was not what they were doing, it was a completely separate thing, but I was already so hooked on martial arts that I kept doing martial arts. So I went to Pinchak Shilad and more famously kickboxing, which is a pretty big thing in, in, in the Netherlands. Um, and I did that until I was 15 years old, competing a little bit as well. And then I got the opportunity to train for wrestling in The Hague for a little bit. And after that, I had to start, like, traveling to get my training uh, from different places, which was very difficult at the time. And I think it was 18, 19 years old. And then I had a couple of matches uh, in pro wrestling at that time already, but I felt that I missed something, so I went back into martial arts as well. And I started training kickboxing again because I had to get a better understanding of my techniques and I had to get a better understanding of like my character. And I felt that like doing kickboxing helped me with my conditioning, ring ability, and just like all around understanding did, of it. Did you did you enjoy the competitive aspect of martial arts? Was I that, did very much. That so. was the part you were it into. Nerve wracking. I was going to say a totally different kind of compare the nerves for me. Like one of the things that I think makes wrestlers different from fighters, and I interview both. Yeah. And I generally enjoy interviewing wrestlers much more, which is why I work Wait, here yeah. and don't work at UFC. Is that I think you guys have this person personality mm-hmm. element that a lot of times people who are into competitive fighting don't necessarily have because they're not performers; they're they're fighters. Right. Is there what's the difference in your brain when you're walking towards a real fight versus walking towards performing? You know what, and that that, that that's interesting. Yes, because I've actually pondered that, and for me, 
intensity level, there is no difference. I feel to an extent just as nervous uh, remembering uh, walking into a real fight than I did uh, walking into the ring. The only difference now is is that I'm more comfortable with those nerves. I mean, after I mean, I've been in wrestling since uh, since 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 2000. You know, and I had my first match in 2002. So obviously, after 15, 16 years of like doing matches, you'd expect you'd be a little bit more comfortable walking yeah, to the ring. And I am, and I am, and right. I am. Like, I think the biggest thing is when you're younger and you walk into a real fight, you're like, oh, this is gonna hurt. Damn it! You know what I mean? Well, that's <laughs> the scary part. Like, How and, much and, is it gonna hurt? Well, and now, and now, like you gladly accept that, and it's like whatever, because it's like it's a very different sport. But the nerve to an extent, that baseline of nerves, even now, think even when I talk about it, I can feel it rumbling in my stomach because I know exactly how it feels. It feels the exact same. It's just like it's almost this like anxiety-driven fear that you're gonna have to like accept. If that makes you, any sense? Have you had any matches that? Like have exceeded the baseline of nerves. Where you yeah. went into it and just like oh yeah, oh yeah. So last year charts. Orlando against Andrade Sinomas, I don't think I've been as that nervous uh, in a long time up until like my first ever match. My first ever match in wrestling, I was super excited, super excited, so excited. I'm like oh my god, I'm gonna wrestle this that. And then they came. I was like oh god, I have to get in a ring today. <laughs> and like you're like oh wow. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden the realization hits you that it's like, it's going to happen. And like, you're so nervous. And I felt the exact same way last year as I was wrestling on dry. I was like, well, now you got to go and do it. And, but, and you, you go, yeah, but you've done this like literally a, like a few thousand times. What are you worried about? Like, yeah, but yeah, but this is different. This is WWE. This is a whole new ball game. Well, and, and by that logic, is tomorrow then the biggest one so far in your young, not so young career? Or could it be baseline because yeah. Yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend again? It's sure. Andrade again. But the thing is, the thing is, like I'm de- like I can deal with it better now that we've had multiple pay per views. Now that I've like you know we have television tapings and you know how the system works and you know like. Like, as a performer, you've grown so much that you, you know, you adapt. Like, it wouldn't be a good thing if I was still that nervous and if I was still that, like, no, I'm completely comfortable. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Right. You, and I'm going to have fun. And you'll still get a high, but you, it's one you oh, look yeah. forward to and embrace it. Oh, yeah. Um, how often do you get, how often do people say, this guy could be the next CM Punk? How, how, is that a common thing for you? See, I don't, I think the only reason they say that is because we both have tattoos. And, and we lip, both like and hardcore. And that's it. Sure. But there is like, like, like even, 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 and, and even if you would go into the fact that people go like, oh, you know, they have a similar style. I'm like, I don't think my style is completely different than Punk's ever was. Sure, Punk had like a, a, a worked, at the time, a worked a Muay Thai background. Mine's, mine, mine was never worked. So you could definitely tell that his striking was very different than, than, than mine. And I feel feel that him and me were never comparable like his 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 promo style his promo delivery his whole his vibe was completely different i think that people need to stop making that comparison because there's literally nothing about me and him apart from like we like hardcore and we have tattoos yeah it's that's so, like you it's know? so true because even yeah. um you mentioned cm punk and this is not a knock on him but no like, no not at all i believe that your back kick would take my head off and i don't believe that with him like I believe that I would have to do the dive. Mm-hmm. I believe that with you, I don't have to give you any help mm-hmm. dropping to the ground. <laughs> well, yeah. well, in your case in particular, I think both of us, either way, we'd be bad. <laughs> now, do you th- maybe the only way that you could solve this conversation and get people to stop having is just kick CM Punk's ass once and for all. <laughs> I think at this point... Uh, uh, Dipper um, scene, you'd be thrilled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd pay to see that a thousand percent. 
I think I think uh, I think CM Punk is very busy with this uh, with this. Uh, obviously, you know, he just took he just took the UFC fight. So best of luck to him. Yeah, he's got I another feel, fight. I feel that is. Uh, you know that's that's a big thing to, to, to accomplish as well. Like getting into a UFC ring, that's intimidating. As would well. you? Like would, he, he's a he's a he's a very confident human being. I can, oh, yeah. I can clearly tell. So, um, I, w- I would love to compete against him in, in in a professional wrestling. That's definitely something I would love to. I always have uh, have had a lot of respect for him as a uh, as a competitor, and I think he's uh, I think he, I think he was phenomenal talent. Um, you have any craving though when you see someone like him go fight again? Are you like, oh yeah, that's cool. I would want to do that. Like, you're no, nuts, dude. I have no interest no, in going no, back no, I, there. You know what? Like, I got into I got into into martial arts because of pro wrestling, and then pro wrestling was uh, martial oh, arts was my, was my biggest inspiration in determining and like making my hybrid style of like my my hybrid style of wrestling. Those days are behind me. I have no interest in. It was going a means back. to an end, and, yeah. and you're here. Now. And, and but I still enjoy training because the training aspect of, of kickboxing uh, for me, like the conditioning of it, is like something I still do. Like, I love it because it's like. If anything prepares me mentally, it's just hitting the bag or like hitting hit, hitting pads for like an hour, hour and a half. That's like I love that. When was the last time you had a pinch yourself moment? Because I mean, you're a Dutch kid. You have no one around you to be like, oh well, you know the guy in our neighborhood. He he actually once made it. I there, I don't know of one story of American professional wrestling and the Dutch. It's just not something no, you put together. Doesn't happen. So do, so how, what was the last time you had a moment? I, I, I can't I, believe I, I'm here. No, I don't. You know you know why? And th- that's not to sound arrogant. But as soon as I give into that, I feel then it's gonna like overtake me. Yeah. I feel that as long as I can keep my level head on, as I can keep my calmness about me in terms of like. Uh, all, all this because this is some this is a gigantic thing but as long as i can keep myself level-headed and just kind of go like it's not a day and of course and of course i enjoy to ride but i also think that a part of my personality and and, and maybe the, you know the culture uh that th- that is like 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 the netherlands like we're very sober-minded people we're extremely sober-minded that's also why wrestling doesn't really specifically work in the netherlands that well it's funny these say because americans so don't associate Amsterdam and sobriety, but continue. <laughs> well, that's sober it's, mind. it's true. Sober like, mind, mind. But, but the that's thing is, like, it's, it's it's true. Like, like um, we're very sober-minded people. We're very very stern in our in, in our ways, and we're very like set in what we in our convictions, and we're all about like. And like, I think one of the biggest differences as well is like, if 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 I would have a problem with a with a person, like I wouldn't even hesitate to walk up to this person and go like, hey, so um, I heard such and such. Do, can we have can we have a second? Oh my god, I can't wait for you get to get to the WWE locker room. It's gonna, that 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 conversation. Those conversations those don't happen I don't, enough. I, 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 well, I don't, I, I'm not gonna comment because I don't know that. But I, I haven't experienced that at all. But like, I know that from 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 like, uh, in a lot of other countries, like 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 talking to. To each other is something that's still kind of very well, no, no, and, that, and that's my point. You know I mean? The WWE locker rooms are just a microcosm of life. We don't, as a tendency, I think Americans, we have a tendency to sort of like avoid conflict. Yeah, like much I, I don't like Alistair. I'm like oh, Alistair's weird. I don't, I'm going to avoid him. Uh, you're getting pulled away to go do more. Um, we are very excited to see what Thank you, you have in much. store yes. tomorrow night. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, obviously, you will not be overwhelmed in the moment, but enjoy the moment because I think it's going to be a big weekend for you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you, Alistair Black, ladies and gentlemen.